It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We want to welcome all of our listeners, as we always do, and we want to again express our appreciation for your being there, for your desire to open up God's Word and study therefrom and try to come to a better understanding of what God's teachings really mean for your life. We try to do that every day and search the scriptures, try to get across those teachings in a way that is easy to understand, that makes sense for your daily life. And at the same time, we look at it in a great deal of depth and detail. We don't just give it short shrift, so to speak, just kind of pass over it, gloss over it on a surface level basis. We try to dig deep. We try to look at it uh, in a rather intense way and help you understand those, those deep meanings of what God intends for your life. His word is so wonderful. I mean, it is just so instructive for us. It helps us so much if we will get into it, if we'll take the time it takes, put forth the effort, expend the time, and, and try to you know, look at it, what it really means, and think about how those things apply to our lives and how they can help us as we, in our daily walk. And we try to help you along that line. It's good to be here today with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you and with those listening today. And we are participating together in another study. You know, we should feel good, not that we want to pat ourselves on the back, but that we are living faithful lives and not allowing the daily grind, that is, that every day that we get up and we do things before we go to bed, we are not allowing those things to distract us from our ultimate goal, which is to please our Father every day and to be found faithful till the last day of our lives so that we can receive that crown of righteousness that he has promised us. And this activity that we are participating in together today, studying God's word together, is proving to ourselves our commitment that we have made to him to reach that goal and not be distracted by the things of life. Welcome to another day of Bible study. Amen. Now, Dwayne, we're going to uh, get into a new study today, and we'll spend a few days on this, but uh, these are some things that we need to keep. Perhaps people wonder sometimes as they go through some stuff in their lives, maybe they go through an, a drawer, maybe they go through a closet and they go through some old clothes, maybe they go through some boxes stored in the basement or the attic, and they look through these things and they think, well, what do I need to keep? They start throwing things away. What do I need to keep? Well, I'd like to keep that, and I'd like to keep that. Sometimes people can't bear to part with hardly anything. <laughs> And so they keep it all, yeah. and it starts piling up after a while. It sure does. But there are some things that are necessary that we keep. And when it comes to our spiritual lives, in order to live a faithful, productive Christian life, there are some things that we need to keep. We need to keep the words of Jesus, his teachings. We need to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. We need to keep ourselves in the love of God. We need to keep ourselves pure. We need to keep ourselves from idols. Now, let's begin to look at each one of these things that we need to keep in order to live faithful, productive Christian lives, in order to be right with God, in order to get to heaven. In John chapter 8 and verse 51, what do we read? Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. When Jesus says, whoever keeps my word, he doesn't mean stores it away someplace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I keep a Bible in my drawer. No, that's not what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a lot of people, you might go into their home and they might have a Bible displayed someplace prominently on a table or maybe in a bookcase. Uh, But the truth is they may hardly ever, if ever, actually open it up and read anything from it. Well, we're not talking about that. When Jesus says, keep his word or keep his teachings, he means we need to live by those teachings. Amen. We need to keep them in our lives, in our hearts. They need to be the standard by which we live our lives each day. Keep the teachings of Jesus. In Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and 28, what do we read there? And it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. But he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Now here was a lady who was giving honor to Jesus' physical mother. And she was saying, Blessed is this you know, woman who you know, took care of you, basically. Birthed you and you know, nursed you and so on. And Jesus, though... And this is what a lot of people who give undue honor and glory to the mother of Jesus, when that's not what we're taught in Scripture, Jesus sets the matters more in an even keel. And he says, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Yes. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and live by it. In Luke chapter 8 and verse 15, we read the parable of the sower. And, and what we want to see here is just one particular excerpt from that particular parable. What does Jesus say there? But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. The parable of the sower has the sower, and that is, we could call him a farmer today. He's out there scattering seed or planting seed, and the seed falls on several different kinds of ground. That's right. And one of those kinds of ground is the wayside. That would be the path between fields that was common uh, in the agriculture of that day where people would would beat down a path that would separate the fields. Now, as that would happen, that packed down soil would become very hard. And when seed would be thrown on it, it would just stay right up on the surface. Right. And Jesus says the birds come and eat that. It's easy pickings for them. Sure. And then there's some seed that falls among the thorns and the thistles. And there's some seed that falls in the rocky ground. And there's some seed that falls in the good ground. And the good ground produces. The other ground ultimately fails in its ultimate production because of the very, because of the kind of ground it is. Yes. And, and he's talking about, of course, the ground within somebody's life, their heart, in other words. Yes. When the word, which is the seed, when that is planted in a person's life, when it is taught to an individual, then we need to, to understand that the person who becomes that faithful, dedicated consistent Christian, that's, that's the person who exemplifies the good ground. That's right. They hear the word and keep it, not store it away, but live by it. That's the sense of keeping it in these texts. They literally do the things that allow the word to take root 
and raise up in their lives a plant towards salvation, to yes. use uh, growing words, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, a life that is headed toward heaven. Yes. Yes, exactly right. They obey the word. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, what do we read? Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So here's this expression again. The one who hears his commandments and keeps them, that's the one. That's the one who's doing it right. Um, and, and that's the one who can be assured of eternal life. The one who hears his commandments and keeps them. That's right. Uh, that's the one who is living by those commandments, who is obeying them, not just hearing them and letting it kind of go in one ear out the other or just passing you know, over their heads like you know, water off a duck's back. Not the one who necessarily even hears and believes, but the one who obeys, who lives by. That's the one who keeps those words or those commandments. They live by them. In Revelation 1 and verse 3, what do we read there? Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Yeah, here's the beginning of the book of Revelation. And the admonition here is in the very opening verses, blessed is he who not just reads what is about to be written here, not even he who reads and hears, and I think we can understand from hearing the words of this prophecy as being believing it, but it is he who reads it and hears it or believes it and who keeps those things which are written in it. Not just keeps them in his mind, but keeps, him, keeps them in the sense that he lives by them. He makes the proper applications to his life. That's keeping the word of God. Amen. That's keeping the commandments of God and of Christ. In John chapter 5 and verse 24, we need to come to understand that our hearing and believing and obeying God's word is key to God saving us. We need to do it all. What does it say there? Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come in to judgment, but has passed from death into life. So he who hears Christ's words or the teachings of our Lord and Savior, he who hears the word of God and lives by them. Our hearing, our believing, our obeying is central to God saving us. Amen. Now some people would say, there's nothing you can do to be saved. God saves you. It's completely a gift. Well, it, it is, is a gift. That's right. No question about it. We don't save ourselves, but God lays out conditions. That's right. And here Jesus explains some of those conditions. We've got to listen to God's word. We've got to believe it. We've got to live by it. Right. And then God saves us. But we have responsibility. That's right. In John chapter 12, verses 47 through 48, what do we read there? 
And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. So Jesus came with a message for humanity. Now we can call it the gospel. We certainly need to understand it in the broader form of the New Testament. All of those teachings, all of those doctrines. He brought that message, that, that plan that God had had in his mind before he ever created mankind. Jesus brought that and then through the inspired writers, they wrote it down for us. We need to pay attention to what's written down. Amen. He came to bring that message. And Jesus says, you know, the choice is up to you. You can believe me or you can reject me. But I brought you these words. I brought you this message. I brought you the gospel. And whoever rejects me has one that will judge him. The very words that I have brought will be your judge or the basis for your judgment. That's right. We don't have to believe, but we have to understand that whether we believe or not, that's still going to be the basis for our ultimate judgment on that final day of judgment. Because Jesus did not just bring something into this world. He brought the word of God, the message of salvation. And we must pay attention. Amen. In John chapter 15 and verse 3, what does Jesus say there about the importance of the word? You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Clean because of the word. Look at the emphasis again on the word there, the word of God. In John 17 and verse 17, what does Jesus say? Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And this is a prayer that Jesus is offering to the Father on the night of his betrayal. And he asks God to sanctify. Now he's specifically speaking in this particular passage about the apostles. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So sanctify them through the word, Father. Your word, your teachings. In John chapter 8 and verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, Jesus, we've already read, identified what that truth is in John 17 and verse 17. It's the word of God, God's word. And so he says that the truth will set us free. The truth. Again, Christianity makes sense. It's logical. Amen. It's objective in its teaching and its reasoning. We can learn from it and make the proper applications to our lives. You shall know the truth, God's word, and the truth shall set you free. Again, the emphasis on the word. In 1 Peter chapter 1, in verse 22, what do we read? Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So you've purified your souls and, and keep, keep your place there. Let's look at the next verse as well. You've purified your souls in obeying the truth 
Now, do you see an importance, a responsibility on our part there yes. toward how we handle and deal with and react to God's teachings? We must obey. What does the very next verse say? Verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So we're born again through the word of God. Amen. And remember what Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and verse 3 and again in verse 5. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, here Peter tells us uh, how we come to that rebirth. We're born again through the word, through the teachings of God's word. Amen. Very important for us to understand. Now, in Romans chapter 1, in verse 16, we read how we're called to salvation. What does that say? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the, Greek, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So we come to salvation by the message of the gospel. And again, we're talking about the word of God here the message of the gospel. In fact, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, the apostle Paul specifically says that we're called to salvation by that gospel, by the teachings of the gospel of Christ. How does that read? But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Dwayne, you know, a lot of people, I don't know that they really have a good understanding. In fact, I think a lot of people don't have a good understanding as to how a person comes to salvation, how right. they, they are saved. They, a lot of people think of it as an experiential kind of thing. Well, here we're told we're called to salvation by the gospel. Amen. The gospel message. That's what Jesus brought from the throne room of heaven for us. The message of salvation. By the very study of the word as we are having it right now among ourselves and with our listening audience. Yes. In fact, look at what Paul reminded Timothy of in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. The holy scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation. The word of God. Amen. That contains the message of salvation for mankind. It's not mystical again. It's not magical. It's not mysterious. It's laid out for us right there in God's word. That's right. And we need to pay attention. It's not something that comes to us out of thin air. You know, we pay attention to the word of God and we keep it. We must learn it. We must believe it. We must obey it, live by it. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 14, uh, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
So God has given us his word to prepare us for all of the good works, to live faithfully, to serve him in a committed, dedicated, faithful way. He's given us the, the method or the direction, the understanding of how to do that through his word. Amen. We're reading it over and over and over again, how important it is for us to pay attention to the teachings of God's word and live by those teachings faithfully. In Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, right at the end of the New Testament, we're given a warning as to how we ought to look at God's word and respect it. What does that say? For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Now, if you want to boil that down and just put it simply, God is saying there, don't mess with my word. Don't mess with it. I gave it to you. It's my word. I gave it to you the way I want you to understand it and live by it. Don't tamper with it. It's everlasting and does not need an update or correction from man. No. In fact, we do not have the knowledge. We do not have the authority to change the word of God. And so when you start messing with God's word, you mess it up, literally. Really? And there is no better way than God's word. No, we are not as smart as he is. We are not as wise as he is. We don't even begin to have his authority. He has given us the best way to live life in this world with the best direction and the greatest hope. And when we start changing his word, tampering with it, we mess that all up. That's right. We need to pay attention. All of this emphasis on the word, the importance of the word. So one of those things we need to keep, in fact, the first thing we need to keep, we could think of it from this perspective, is we need to keep the teachings of Jesus. We need to keep the teachings of God's word. Now, if we can get this first step straight, then the rest of these things that we need to keep will pretty naturally fall into place. That's right. But first, we've got to understand that we've got to keep the teachings of God's word. We've got to live by those teachings faithfully. We'd love to send you that free Bible study and you can learn more about this and how to apply it to your life. And you can understand the Bible. That study will help you. It's free, we'll pay the postage. All you have to do is contact us and ask for it. Why not contact us right now?